Welcome to the Salem Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Gary DeAndre, a.k.a. Gangsta Gurry. He's a tarot card reader and educator, host of the Mystic Moments Podcast, and the Premonition Poppy over at the Purple Pants Podcast. Hey, Gary. Hi. Listen, it is so good to be here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me, Victoria. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. And I'm loving the energy. Like, welcome to the Salem Fan Club. Oh my God. I feel like I just got jumped into like my line. Like, I feel like, you know, I was uh, trying to pledge or whatever. And now I just came out on the 2022 line of the Sailor Moon fan club. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. I love that so much. Yes. We were totally just like unveiling people all 2022. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Listen, drop the line. Listen, I'm like, listen, I'll come out like Sailor Venus did. You know what I'm saying? When she was the last Sailor Scout to come ahead and pass on through but you know she was actually the first scout like that's me like oh i've been here before but you know i'm just showing up right now so y'all can really get into me you dig yes and i don't know wait can you hear that music no i can't okay cool my neighbors like to start playing a lot of music all right cool <laughs> oh now i can't i was about to say, <laughs> listen i was about to say that must be my spirit guys right. trying to turn up over there because <laughs> listen i love it it's giving mm-hmm. very trap beat and i was like i am the hood princess when i want to be so if <laughs> oh my it feels like that's some of my familiar is like yes girl we about to turn up <laughs> Listen, you know i don't i'm usually not mad at it because he be like actually mm-hmm. mixing good I don't know if he's a DJ or something, but I'm like, oh, okay, wow. like, this is a good song. And he don't really like repeat. He like does different uh-huh. genres sometimes. I'm like, okay. That's but hilarious. No. You know, what's so funny because I feel like that's literally like, I told you I just lit that Palo Santo and I, you know, I was calling in, you know, all the good energies and the ancestors and stuff like that and calling on my spirit guides. And actually my brother produces music. My uncle who transitioned a couple of years ago was actually a DJ. Um, So I feel like that's like his energy, like coming out, like, let's go, let's go little nephew. We banging, we busting up in here. And I don't know. It just, those types of things make me feel like home. So shout out to them. I was about to say, they wanted to add a little spice, a little sasson to this episode in addition to what we was already doing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, she be coming through a little adobo, you know what I'm saying? Oh, child, it it does the things, okay? (laughs) It does it, just every time, every time. Okay, every time. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of make me wanted a a Sailor Senshi theme step team now, though, and I'm mad we don't have it Listen, I was about to say, the time is now, it sounds like, and even if you don't have one, you'll be the first one to do it. You heard it here on this episode first, okay? (laughs) Right. You're so right. I got to find some steppers. I got to learn how to step. (laughs) We're going to try. We're just going to be there in the spirit of the Sailor Senshi, okay? It's going to be giving... Okay. We're bringing it back in 2022. The girls don't know. The girls don't know. I love it. Yes. Yes. The Sailor sent you will be at the HBCU. Okay. Coming through. I was going to say, especially mm-hmm. as an HBCU grad, listen, that's that's very much like my, my upbringing. Um, I went to Morehouse College class 2012. It's kind of crazy that I'm getting ready to celebrate my 10 year anniversary of graduating from college, which is so fucking wild because I'm like, damn, a girl's getting old around here. You know what I'm saying? She's a little seasoned, but listen, those are my humble beginnings. So if I need to, you know, hit a little stomp through, I hear a little boom, boom, clap, you know what I'm saying? A little bow, a little pop, pop, wow. Like, listen, I'll get my shit together so that we can be out here in these streets, okay? Yes, and you know, season ain't nothing but little sasson. Okay, nothing but little, <laughs> little sasson. Okay, get us right. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't even think we started 
my first question is your first memory of watching Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm very much that girl that we can just uh, continue riffing and kikiing and stuff like that because I am a kiki type of person. Um, my first memory of watching Sailor Moon. I'm pretty sure I remember. Um, it used to come on Cartoon Network. Like, okay, so I used to uh, come home from school like in the afternoon. And I used to see it on Cartoon Network. I feel like it used to come on around like three o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember watching like the first episode. Like I had to be, who I don't even know when Sailor Moon came out, but I had to be probably like like eight or nine years old. And I remember coming home from school every day. And I feel like it was on like Toonami or something like that that came on during the middle of the day. Um, and I remember kind of just like, you know, watching uh, Meatball Head running around <laughs> and, uh, you know, good old Darian would, well, Darian in the English dub, although we know him as uh, Mamoru-chan uh, in the actual show, like, you know, when it came from Japan. But no, I remember, you know, her running around and having her little wand and stuff like that. And I was just very obsessed with the hair because, you know, in a past life, you know, I saw myself as a luxurious white woman. So that long blonde hair just fulfills something in my spirit. You feel what I mean? Um, but I, (laughs) I definitely remember it back in the day. Like I may be showing my age, but you know, my first memory was kind of like coming home from school every day around like three, three 30 PM trying to catch it um and then i feel like my love for it evolved it was one of those shows where it was like you know i loved it for myself but i couldn't necessarily share it with everybody else around me because like what is a little black boy doing running around loving sailor moon especially when it's got all these women in these beautiful little dresses and shit like that like what are you really into but i i don't know it was always something that has called me back to it and sailor moon is kind of like one of those shows that um you know it feels very nostalgic it reminds me of home I mean, it reminds me of like a place of peace, like especially if I need a good cry, like I'll go turn on the Sailor Star season because listen, when I saw the first Sailor, like the Sailor Star season for the first time, child with the dub and tears and people dying and shit like that. Emotional girl. (laughs) So emotional. That season has me every time. I'm just like, when Say is like, am Mm -hmm. I not good enough? I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, you are. You are good enough. (laughs) That's mm-hmm. so sad. It's an emotional yeah. scene. I was like, uh, yeah. how did America not let us see this? Because I don't think that I saw Sailor Stars probably until I was um in my like late teenage years, like early adulthood. I think I had to like be in college. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I was living in Boston. Um and I was I used to work for um Harvard back in the day. I did a summer program where I was teaching students in Harvard. And I remember okay. Yeah. I know, right? Listen, that gig that I ended up getting, like it was it was a blessing from from God because uh, I definitely was not, I had gotten denied for the job at first. And then I found out that somebody had ended up dropping out of the job. And it was literally like my first summer, like after college. And they were like, we really, you know, we found out that uh, somebody's leaving. We would love to be able to fly you up here. So I remember getting there really late. Um, but it was literally like the first time that, you know, I had the opportunity to leave Georgia for like a gig um, or, you know, for some sort of work. And then also like my first job, like working with children. So I always kind of like attribute that to, you know, my path and how I became like an educator um, and how I just started like wanting to work with like others. But that Sailor Star season was one that I watched when I was, you know, having like those moments where I was missing home. Um, And it made me feel like, you know, I was back at home with my people and it always just like drudges something special up in me. That's that would be like my favorite season, like by far. I don't know why it's like the last one, but it feels like because it was the most authentic to each character story, if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. It became one of my favorites too, for I think some reasons. And they never did bring it over. And I'm my sus my suspicion is that they just couldn't figure out how to like 
make like you know they made Sailor Uranus and Neptune like cousins because they want to like say the word lesbian right exactly (laughs) I'm like what would they do with the Sailor Starlights like I feel like they were like we don't know how to deal with this so we're just not gonna die (laughs) that's a really (laughs) good point they're probably like this is too overwhelming for um you know for American television like we don't want to expose children to things that are not you know the stereotypical norm because listen this was I was about to say I was watching that back in like 2008 2009 and to be honest I don't know when that season like first like came out but I know that those themes definitely like back then like you know being gay power to the people you feel what I'm saying like I know that even back then it was still a struggle to just be out and be proud so even having like some of those themes around uh transness you feel what I'm saying having some of those themes around like you know uh I guess sexuality that is not of the norm that's not heterosexuality was going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of children but I also feel like that's just America trying to keep us down because they don't think the children are smart enough to be able to handle those concepts but we're not about to get it you know because I'll hop on my pulpit today and we we ain't come here for that we came for the sailor for the sailor scouts okay <laughs> Listen, yeah it's a whole thing but yes thing. I completely feel that and but yeah that season and the um our season where slash Serena is like crying in the telephone booth like when I need a good cry I'm going mm-hmm. like those moments for mm-hmm. sure yeah Ooh, you just reminded me I need to go back to that season because I was going to say the middle like I remember the first two um so that would be the original Sailor Moon and then I feel like Sailor which one was it Sailor S came out next if I'm not mistaken it was R, then S, then R, then S, and then S. Yes, yes, yes. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. S and then Super S, I think it was called. And please mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, because my uh, my so, knowledge. Yes, please fix here's me the thing. up. I used to say Super S for the longest, up until, like, six months ago. Okay. I recently learned that it's Supers. I do not know oh. why. I don't know why. I still oh. have an urge to say Super S, though, honestly. Because it, like, makes sense that it's, like, S, and then you have Super S. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I, listen, you just put me on to something I didn't even, I was like, listen, because I was like, oh, wait, like, you don't even know all the damn seasons. There's only five of them. But I was like, no, I remember it as Super S, but Supers, okay, like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, n- new new concept in this new year. Okay, I, I think I can handle it. Oh, my God, my, my childhood is shaking. It's quaking right now. Right? That's <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know, I'm gonna reject this for a little bit, though. Like, no, let me not, let me not be ignorant. Let me not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me accept new information. It's okay, I'll be all right. <laughs> not over it though. <laughs> no, I f- I feel you on that one. I was gonna say, but those uh season three and season four are like the fuzzy seasons for me. Like I remember the storylines for the most part, but like I didn't watch all the episodes, and I feel like that actually is something that I need to make some time to do like soon because it's been so long since I think that I've watched the complete Sailor Moon like story, and I feel like I could actually benefit from watching it now like as an adult like with my sense of awareness now because I mean I feel like Super Sailor Moon still like holds up like in 2022 like the storylines like if you think about like all the different um, Sailor Scouts the planets that they represent the energies that they carry and as somebody who you know does a lot of work with um, astrology and does a lot of work with like tarot and does a lot of work with you know being able to identify like qualities and different um, components of like you know people based on their placements and things of that nature I feel like it would definitely give me something to like look back at because I don't know about you, but I feel like Sailor Moon was very much ahead of its time because it felt like an it felt like a to me it always felt like a story for like 
people who are tapped into like a different side of themselves. Like, you know, we have these versions of ourselves that we dress up in. Like we have our regular going to school, like doing the day job thing, whatever, whatever. But I feel like we are all superheroes in our own right. And it doesn't have to be something where you're getting, you know, you change into this brand new person. It's like, listen, I'm going to throw on a different outfit. You know what I'm saying? Put on a cute little shoe and I'm going to step out and these girls are going to be mad at what I'm giving. And it's like, I'm going to make sure that I'm standing up for love. And that's exactly why I always felt connected to Sailor Moon because I feel like that's that's me like on my other I guess my other side like a magical girl and it's like all the people in my life that love Sailor Moon um feel like they transform into these more effervescent like true versions of themselves when they you know not even just throw a little makeup on but just really get into their craft and share that love with other people and then you know the themes of community is so important to Sailor Moon so that's part of the reason why I've always loved the show um and why I always like you know people know people that know me know that you want to get me something they're like oh Gary loves Sailor Moon themed etc so I've got like the bags I've had people make me like special like specialized like uh tote bags and shit like that like you know if you want to get me anything Sailor Moon themed whatever I'm your girl <laughs> I'm your boy because you know we do we stand duality over here yeah that's exactly the word I was about to use is like Sailor Moon really shows that duality mm-hmm. that you can have where it's like, you don't have to be one way or the other. Like you could be both and it's fine. And yeah, I love that too. I am totally that person too where like, mm-hmm. if you need to get me a gift, get me literally anything Sailor Moon. I'll tell people, <laughs> like, even if I haven't already, I'll be happy to have to. You can to. never have enough. Because I love Sailor Moon. Like, mm-hmm. If you like think, oh, she might have this already, like get it for me anyways. Like I'll, I'll take two. Like I'll be perfectly happy because one is going to wear out and that. I'm going to have Listen. the second one as backup. I love that. Yes. Me too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, it's like always the best gift to get anyone, any Sailor Moon fan, any Sailor Moon. That's cool to like some customized totes. Oh, I'm yeah. like, ooh. So I actually, I like so that. one I found on Etsy um, and it's Sailor V, like, but um, it's basically just like a tote bag where Sailor V is like in, uh, you know, her original form, like ba- way back before, I guess like from the Sailor V like comics, because I never kind of like read the comic books. I always like watched the um, the anime um, growing up and that was like my only connection to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a Sailor V tote that I had gotten probably like a couple of years ago. So that's like my go-to bag all the time. Um, and then I have one that somebody reached out and they were just like, oh my God, like I would love to make you a tote. Um, whatever you want, like I will put that uh, picture on it or what have you. So I have one side where it has my um, like social media handle and it has, you know, when um, Venus does her like love me chain and she's getting ready to kiss and, you know, it creates like the little heart or whatever. So it's one side that's that. And on the other side, it has um, it has Uranus and Neptune. I know you you know this scene where they're kind of like sitting um, in the window. I feel like Michiru is like in the window. Um, and then you have uh, Uranus kind of like coming up and they're like holding each other's hand. Yeah. And it's like they're, yes, oh, is that on the other side? Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. That's so beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That scene is so just like, mm-hmm. it's like tension and intimate and it's like, like yes. Just like, they're yes. like the healthiest couple on that relationship. They really are. Oh, love, love, listen, because let's not even get into, to, uh, because uh, I was going to say Darian and um, Serena. Hey, but I'm, okay, I was because listen, I was like, Mamoru and Usagi, we got Darian and Serena, mm-hmm. like either or, but no, I feel like that was yeah. that was definitely giving toxic relationship like for high school. And I'm like, you letting your man go across the country and then he disappear and you worried about him. He go not even across the country, across the world, child. And you always up in his face. And then, you know, it's part of the story with uh, Miss Rini. 
you know, and she trying to figure out because she loved her her father. It's, it's, it's giving a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's just a lot. Like, at least they got some some good love going on over there and they know how to keep up with each other. I think that, like, when I think about, like, the ideal relationship for myself, like, I do think about a scene um, from that show where... I think it was because um, in the English dub she's Michelle, but in the um, Japanese dub she's Michiru, and she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like with um, oh my god, uh, Haruka, Haruka mm-hmm. was realizing that Michiru was like keeping up with her as far as like her pace. You feel what I'm saying? Like she would whenever they're running places, she was always keeping up with her because I I think it was Mars that was like running behind her really slowly at one point. And that's when she realized like she was always like going fast because I was going fast and she's the only person that could like keep up with my pace. And it's always just like, I've referred back to that scene, like in my mind around love. And I referred back to that, that uh, scene for me when it comes to, you know, companionship, it's like, I don't want to be somebody that's like always in the front. Like I want to be with somebody that can keep up with me or I can keep up with them and they push me to keep up with them. So I always go back to like, that's why I have that um, picture on my tote because they are kind of like the first partnership you know, in anime, in television that I ever, like, idealized. And I feel like, you know, as a queer man living in New York City, like, that's kind of, like, what I want to, you know, manifest and bring into my life at some point in the in the future. And I feel also, like, Haruka was always my favorite, like, Sailor Scout growing up. Like, I got a tattoo, like, a urine symbol tattoo when I was 20. That was, like, my second tattoo because uh, I was just like, come on, uh, queer power out here, okay? And I felt like I would always use a little world-shaking energy when I wanted to, you know, feel a little powerful in my in my soul. You feel what I mean? Yes, that world shake it. Really be shaking the world. Shaking the world. Okay, listen. <laughs> Gotta shake it up. Okay. And that's what I came that's what I came here to do. So she was always like my um my favorite scout. And like even as I'm saying that, I'm like, you know, Haruka is she, but I'm like, would it be they like in 2022? But I, does that feel more appropriate? Because they were able to kind of like, you know, float through both of those identities depending upon how they wanted to show up that day, which I always found like very sexy like i'm very into like the duality of like masculine and feminine um as i like to call myself like a butch queen or a blouse as somebody would say or maybe a soft top as some folks would say like in the gay community but mm-hmm. i'm like listen like i love a little softness and i love a little butchness you know what i'm saying that's just that's how i get down that's why the name is gangster gurry okay <laughs> i love it i love it yeah that i yeah i think i've been thinking about that too because in the recent movies that came out i think they started to use they mm. when referring to them i'm not sure though i might be wrong but i feel like there's definitely a point where like um sailor saturn calls sailor uranus um daddy haruka yes and daddy i was haruka, like yes. whoa <laughs> i was not ready okay okay not at all but i was just like okay like i'm i'm actually kind of feeling this okay okay so we actually have to throw an insert here because i did see i think one of them there was one movie that was on netflix was it crystal i feel like that they had on mm-hmm. netflix yeah they how do we um, how do we feel about how do we feel about it can we talk well, about that real quick we can so i the first two seasons i the art i couldn't it was never for me to get into because mm-hmm. the art mm-hmm. i just didn't like it and i just a lot of people talk about like CGI. I thought the CGI was bad too. Um, third season got better. I really liked the movies though that came out last year. Um, mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like I still prefer the original, but I did feel yeah. like this was the best. Like all right, like the art's a little like I get like it's supposed to be like more modern, mm-hmm. like with how the art is now in anime, and 
I still feel like it was a little too dull. Like I really love like the vibrancy of the original yeah. anime. Yeah. And so like that was still kind of bothering me. And I, I really like that, you know, they added a whole bunch of stuff in the original anime because they didn't have all the manga yet. And, but I feel like it adds so much color to the show. Mm-hmm. And not whatever, but, um, and like, you know, it fleshes out the characters a little bit more and you get a little bit more of their stories and, you know, you know, you get to see like them hang out and like their dynamics with each other. And yes. without that, the movie felt a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. But yes. I enjoyed it though. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I felt because my friends didn't grow up like watching the show. And of mm-hmm. course they know that I've always been like obsessed with it. So I remember there was one day where my my best friends were like, oh, we're going to watch this, you know, watch the uh, movie. Um, Cause it came out, I think in like two segments. Yeah. And of course I'm sitting here being like completely like a deep ass critic. Like they're skipping over so much right now. Like <laughs> they don't even tell you why there's so much attitude between like Ray and like everybody else. Like they don't understand. Like, and I was just like, they're missing some of the most important parts. Like they're rushing like 30, 40 episodes into two hours. Like this is ridiculous. So I was kind of like bothered by that, but I was like, it does hit on the major like components of the story. Um, so I couldn't be mad. And I'm like, I totally understand. Like, it's 2021, you know what I mean? So trying to bring people who didn't grow up with Sailor Moon into, you know, the 21st, 20, 22nd century, whatever you want to call it. Um, they want to bring them into the present. So it's like, I get it. But I also was like, they could have really, like, slowed down and added some more character context as to, like, why each person was the way that they are and, like, what makes them themselves. Because I feel like they missed a lot of that. Like, it was already kind of, like, established and it didn't really build it up. That was my only gripe about it. But I feel like otherwise, like, she did what she had to do and she was cute. Yeah, that's the same. I was like, all right. Like, it was, I do feel like it wasn't very beginner friendly. And, like, it was just, like, season four of Sailor the reboot. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like it was a good opportunity to bring more people into fandom. We're really just like explain a little bit more. Cause I feel like a lot of people that was the first time they were watching Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, eh, but um, I enjoyed it though. Like, I'm like, I didn't hate it. I'm actually excited for us to see how they do stars now, since that's the last season they haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, also going back to before I meant to mention this, um, the third season of Sailor Moon of the original is like well worth the re- rewatch. I like rewatched it before I started this podcast. And again, recently and like both times I was like, this is an amazing season. Mm. Like, really worth the rewatch. Like I think like it's up there with stars okay. for me. Okay. Yeah. Listen, writing that down in my notes right now, because that's definitely yeah. something that I want to get into doing. And like, even before I was, cause you know, in my mind, my overprepared ass, I was like, Oh my gosh, should I go back and rewatch to figure out what my episode, favorite episodes are? Like, remember <laughs> all the different baddies and stuff like that? Like, because I remember there were certain seasons where they took they took the little star seed, and then I remember certain seasons where they would get sucked into the mirror. I don't remember which season it was. Oh um, yeah, the mirror is third season. See, oh, okay, so see, that's 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 a sign from the universe that that's where I need to start, or maybe just start from mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, but you know, I definitely was you know trying to think like, should I go back and watch? I was like, girl, you barely have time to eat right now. How are you going to figure out time to go ahead and watch a full season of Sailor Moon or even watch a couple of episodes? But no, I definitely am going to add that to you know the the uh, the routine of my life right now because I feel like like I said um, earlier, I think it would be beneficial to like have that energy come back to me and also remember why I fell in love with the show like in the first place and why it still means so much to me like to this day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's the same for me. Like I'll return to the show a lot because it's one of the few constants that's been in my life of something that I enjoy. 
So it's mm-hmm. almost like it kind of helps me to recenter myself when I watch it. Mm. Yeah. So I love totally that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, I actually also want to ask you, I think we kind of talked about like some of your favorite moments, um, but feel free to throw some in there. But, um, and you mentioned Sailor being your favorite scout. I'm curious, is that, is that true? Like, is that still true? Um, and why? You said Sailor, I'm sorry, because it went out for a little bit. You said Sailor Uranus and oh, Sailor Venus. No worries. Oh, just, oh, well, I guess, yeah, Sailor, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. who's your favorite scout and why? Um, so, like, as an adult, <clears throat> like, I guess as I've gotten older, um, I felt more connected to Sailor Venus personally. Um, but I always grew up as a Sailor Uranus, like, stan. And I still love Sailor Uranus, like, to this day. That'll always be, like, my ride or die, like, my number one. But I think, like, as me today, like, in this iteration, as I've evolved, I feel like Sailor Venus would be, uh, my favorite with Sailor Uranus kind of, like, being, like, right there, um, next to her. Um, I feel like the reason why I love Sailor Venus so much, um, is because, listen, she wants to be a pop idol. She wants to be a star. Like, she also is the tethered of Sailor Moon. So it's like, when Sailor Moon can't do her job, here's Sailor Venus, you know what I'm saying? Here is my good my good Judy coming through to make sure that everybody, she gets the girls together. She gets the girls in order. Like, Minako does, Mina does not play. And that's why I think that I love her. Um, I also feel like because she, uh, you know, Sailor Venus, Venus is the planet of like, you know, love, beauty, harmony, um, and I also know, cause I study like a lot of like planetary movements and, you know, I have like my own astrological chart. So like I, um, was born on a Friday, Friday is ruled by the planet Venus. Um, I have three different placements in the sign of Libra and Libra is ruled by Venus. So it's like, I have a moon placement in Venus. I have a, a Mercury placement in Venus. Um, and I also have, uh, excuse me, uh, in Libra, excuse me. So Mer and my Mercury, my Mercury, my Moon, my Mars are all in Libra. So it's like I feel very like Libran, like Venusian, like ruled at certain times in my life. Um, so for me, I always like go back to like that meaning. Um, as far as like why I've always kind of like love love Sailor Venus, like love Mina. Um, and I also just feel like she's got the right amount of sass. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like me as well, like. You know, good in school, you know, do her own thing, but also just like, you know, sometimes she's with the shits and that's very much me. Um, and I also love the big ass chain that she has that's full of hearts because I'm such a fucking hopeless romantic that sometimes I'm like, I just want to throw a, a, a chain of hearts at somebody and be like, bitch, get out the way. Like, that would be what I would feel like I would be doing personally. I love that. Also, I love that you called Venus <laughs> Sailor Moon's tether. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I want to throw chains at people too and be like, love me, chain. <laughs> right, love <Okay>. me. <laughs> Listen, pick me, choose me, love me, yeah. okay? <laughs> yes. But I also, I love Miss, I love Uranus as well because, um, you know, Uranus is kind of like, in my mind, it's like the, the butch side of me. Like, you know, I'm still a little dainty when I want to be. I'm a little fast when I want to be. I love nice cars. I love driving fast. I love the thrill, the excitement of things. Um, but I'm also going to hold everything down because, you know, she's a she's a parent. You know what I'm saying? She's full of love. She's she's concerned about her family. And sometimes it may come off as, you know, a little I don't want to say standoffish, but 
you know, sometimes her tone can be read as being very cold, but it's like, no, like she's very direct. She's very to the point. And I think that that's why I've always like appreciated her because even with that tone of directness, there's still a, a, a sense of love and a sense of like compassion underneath it. And I feel like, you know, sometimes you got to hit, you got to hit people hard, like hit them where it hurts, but also know that it's not trying to hurt them. It's really just like trying to get them to understand. And I feel like I've always, especially with the bowl cut and everything like that, like I was like, oh, she cute. Like it was something about her that I think like young me was like, I feel like I see myself in her. And I think that as I was like growing older, you know, understanding her queerness was what allowed me to feel seen in a television show for the first time. Yeah, I totally feel that. That is super cool. That makes sense. I've heard that a lot too with the character. So Mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative of the show for allowing people to like see someone they can identify with especially at like younger ages it's like i i see that like something something's there is connected with me and like that's so important mm-hmm. um i did want to talk about you a little bit too a little bit more what you doing yeah um uh, how did you get into tarot card reading Ooh, um <laughs> how did i get into tarot card reading that's a great question yeah. um So I always like to say that my humble beginnings in tarot began around the first time that I like started to work on my sobriety. So back in um, 2016, um, that's actually when I moved into the house that I live in now, which is kind of crazy to think that I've been here for like almost six years at this point, which is insane, especially in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I remember, excuse me, I had uh, moved into this apartment. I started teaching Spanish at the high school level. Um, it was the first time where I had like really taken a strong like stand around not drinking. So I have a very like, um, excuse me, we'll say murky history with like alcohol and substance abuse and addiction. Um, that's kind of like a really like important component of my life story. And I remember the first time that I, um, you know, was starting to learn about like the esoteric shit, like crystals like essential oils would be considered like esoteric shit for me at that point because i had no idea what they were for um and i remember i had a um she was my coach um and i call her like my forever first wife um her name is melissa and she was the um my spanish teacher coach where i would like share a classroom with her and i remember she would have the essential oils going and stuff like that she just had a very like calm spirit about her um and she was like oh my god i want to take you to like this store like you know, I want you to, you know, see if you're into crystals because I had never heard of them before. I never really knew what they were like. Um, I had started like, you know, I knew about like, you know, my birth chart, not very much about it. Like I knew I was a Scorpio, but didn't know all of like the other placements and whatnot. Um, but I started working with like crystals and things of that nature. Um, and then she mentioned that, you know, she knew people that like had tarot decks. But of course, you know, growing up black and growing up, I'm from um, Conyers, Georgia. If you look it up on a map, it is literally mm-hmm. like one of the smallest cities in Georgia, like completely um, coming from a very like conservative black family. Like those were things that were demonized all of my life. Um, so, of course, I'm like, I shouldn't be touching this like this got the devil in it. But then I'm also like it felt like something where I would be receiving guidance sessions from other people. Like I would throw my hat in the ring and be like, yo, like I want to read from somebody because I heard that they would help people like, you know, get their shit on track, like change their lives. And for me, it was an opportunity to tap into myself. It was an opportunity to like sit and study. Like I'm such a student. Like I always call myself like a forever student Um, because, you know, I went to college, went to graduate school right after I got out of college. Like so my life, the majority of my life has been in education. Um, so for me, it's like, it gave me an opportunity to learn more about myself. Um, and I started pulling cards for myself. Like that used to be what I would do every morning, like before I would go to work, um, when I was teaching like at the high school level. Um, 
And then at one point, you know, I would start like writing up like my tarot pools and be like, where is this like connecting to like my personal life? And I had a blog um, back in the day. It's called Memoirs of a Geisha, Geisha with G-A-Y. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that would be, okay. Like, I feel like that would be like my first book. You heard it here first. I got two working titles. Um, But no, (laughs) I definitely remember um, that tarot was helpful for me to like guide myself and like reclaim my own personal power. And I feel like, you know, at this segment of my life journey, which is so weird to say, because I'm like, I remember where I was a couple of years ago and like the mindset that I was in, like, you know, cause I'm like looking at my bedroom right now and I'm like, I remember there were days where I would wake up miserable as fuck, like throwing up headaches, like, you know, out of it, like just unhappy. Um, and really like pulling tarot and like allowing myself to have that moment to reconnect to myself, reconnect to my higher self, reconnect to God, reconnect to spirit source, like all of those different like components of like inner energy around us and recognizing how energy does move and how we are responsible for our own. It really allowed me to just like, you know, be conscious about how I chose to move in this world. And I always said that, you know, I've always felt like I'm a teacher, but I always wanted to teach outside of the four walls of a classroom. And I feel like tarot has allowed me to do that. It's taken me to some really great opportunities. It's allowed me to travel. It's allowed me to live my life. Um, in the way that I've always wanted to live it. And I feel like it's only just like one component of like the work that I do, but it is the first step that got me into figuring out what components of like spirituality, wellness, um, you know, I call a lot of the work that I do like um, self-activation, you know what I mean? Because it's like we're activating like the highest vibration of ourselves and we're being conscious about how we have to ask the hard-hitting questions in order to get to that place. So tarot was kind of like the, it was the gateway. Um, You know, they talk about gateway drugs. I was like, this is the gateway to spirituality. It was like the first step that helped me to just realize the world around me, my place in it, and also recognizing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just a blip on this on this map, on this earth, but I'm still a huge fucking blip. And tarot allows me to allow other people to see how they're a bigger blip on this planet than they give themselves credit for. I like that a lot. And I so you mentioned something I never thought of before where, like, it, it kind of forces you to think of, like, what are the questions that are really important to me? Mm-hmm. And that kind of shows you what your priorities are, or even, like, what's important to you. Like, if, like, if you're asking this question because you're like, this is something that's weighing on mm-hmm. you, like that means something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll numb that part of ourselves because we feel like it's drudging up a lot of weight. Sometimes we'll numb that part of ourselves because we feel like there's not any space for it to be held or be discussed or people are not going to understand it. And I feel like, no, like this is something that is connected. I feel like we all come onto this earth with a mission. We all come onto this earth, you know, with a purpose. And it's all about us recognizing where, you know, because of life's journey um and sometimes because of the lack of support sometimes because of the lack of understanding um sometimes because of you know the family that we're born in the city that we're born in where we were raised you know life has a lot of circumstances that turns us you know left right up and down but i feel like once we're able to kind of like get tapped into those aspects of ourselves that feel right for us and honor those and venerate those then we start living in our purpose so much more and start bringing those gifts 
to, you know, our communities in whatever way that, you know, feels appropriate. And I feel like once people find that special sauce and that special sweet sweet spot for themselves, that's when they have the capacity to really go for their best life and start seeing things even on the darkest of days. You still know that what you are doing is connected to the best version of yourself and you can still honor that as you are taking this walk, you know, through life day to day. Because, you know, sometimes when you zoom out, you know, it's like I've lived in this body for for forever. Like I've never lived anywhere else except for inside this body. And there have been times, there have been moments where I've not honored what my spirit wants, what my mind knows that it needs because of, you know, trying to do for somebody else. But when I come, you know, uh, take that power back and when I take responsibility for what it is that feels right for me um, and start doing that and putting more energy and effort into that, that's when I start noticing that the things that I pray for, the things that uh, I feel the most connected to, the things that make me feel aflame start coming into my life so much more and new paths open, new doors open. And I feel like that's what we are here to like, you know, this life experience, like we, we're not supposed to be stressed out with working. We're supposed to be eating fruit, you know, laying outside in the grass, you know what I'm saying? Having a good fucking time. So it's like, what can we do that gets us closer to having a good fucking time laying in the grass and the things that help us to feel more connected to, you know, that highest vibration of ourselves. Like, you know, life comes with a bunch of work and comes with a bunch of bullshit, but I mean, we should be fucking enjoying it, honestly. I completely agree. Someone, I think it was on Twitter. They were like, God put us on this earth with everything we needed and we decided to make jobs and capitalism and like all these things. Like okay. we really could have just been chilling, like growing our own food, just vibing. Okay. Loving on each other, being in community. Yeah. Like but here we are making shit complicated because we worried about what the next person is looking at us and what they think. You know, do we have the nice cars? Do we got the nice clothes? Do we have the nice relationship? Like, I think I saw a tweet the other day and it was like, we were never supposed to be this connected to each other. Like, I don't think that that's what we were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, we weren't supposed to be seeing each other's thoughts like this, like, and as as a global scale, you feel what I'm saying? Like, because it becomes very, um, and it becomes very disorienting for us. And then it feels like sometimes it dims our shine, especially if you're, you know, susceptible to feeling like you're not doing enough or feeling like you're not moving in, you know, your purpose or moving with intention. Um, it can become very like damning for your soul and for your spirit. And I'm like, listen, that's not the person that I want to be. You know, I'm so much more deserving than that. So I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I can do in order to make sure I'm living my best life every day. And at this point, like I, I have to stop myself and say like, where I am in my journey, like it could be so much different, you know what I'm saying? But I'm grateful for what I've been able to do to get to where I am. But I know that this is not the last stop on this journey, you know? Yes, man, you are preaching today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, one of my girlfriends, she'd be like, you be, uh, she calls it the GG ministry. Ooh. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'd be like, sometimes, I don't know. It's like, I feel like when I get in, I call it in my bag, you know what I'm saying? When I get in my bag, it feels like, I turn into, you know, them old school, like Baptist mm-hmm. preachers like that. Cause I grew up in the, I grew up in the church. I'm definitely like a, a Baptist child. So it's like, sometimes I feel like that, that spirit like come yeah. through me and I'm like, listen, it just be flowing through me. I'm like, listen, I, I got to hop on my pulpit and then I'm gonna hop out and be like, okay, deuces. Like this was cute. Kisses and hugs to all my bitches. I'm out. Like, that's really what I be given sometimes. <laughs> listen, that's a duality, right? Yes. Why like, you? And then it's like, all right, deuces. Okay. Period. <laughs> period. I love that. Um, what would you say is like the biggest misconception about like tarot cards? <sighs> um, what is the biggest misconception? So, um, okay. I was going to say the thing that came up, cause it was actually like two answers that I had. Like, 
you know, I feel like people think that, like, you know, working with tarot or working with, like, esoteric tools is, like, you know, working with the devil. Um, I'm not, and I don't think so, but I also feel like there are people who call upon those spirits um, and call upon, like, that demonic, like, chaos energy in order to, like, help them to do whatever, you know, because some people, everybody does not have good intentions when they're doing tarot. I'm just going to keep it real. You may have heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does not mm-hmm. have good intentions when it comes to card pulling, you know. Um, but it depends on the person. And I feel like that is one thing that is like a huge misconception. Like, you know, tarot is a system. Um, the tarot has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, but the way that I think about it is like the same way that somebody would read the Bible and they have their own interpretation of like what the Bible is or what the Quran is. And they take certain things from the text. I feel like it's the same thing with tarot. So like, you know, there's a system, like a framework. But the way that I read maybe for somebody is going to be different from somebody else that has a completely different lived experience. Um, and I feel like, you know, the, a lot of the time, like people get so um, people get so what's the word that I'm looking for? Like intimidated by pulling a deck. You know, there, there's like all these misconceptions around like, oh, my God, like I can't buy my own deck. It's supposed to be gifted to me. Like, girl, by like, you know, I bought my first deck. Like I've been gifted decks as well. When I think about like buying my own deck, it's like I'm buying this for me. You know, I want to get into this tea for myself. Like I think of it as like a self-study. When I receive a deck from somebody else, it makes me think like this person gifted this deck to me. And now every time I read from this deck, it makes me think about this person's voice in my head, assisting with the guidance that I'm receiving, you know what I'm saying, from like universe or from my higher self or from from my gut, from my intuition. Um, But I feel like the biggest misconception a lot of the time is, you know, you're unable to like receive messages. It's like when you really sit, you listen, you pay attention and you just say like what's coming up on your heart. I feel like that's the the biggest thing when it comes to like reading cards. It's like you have to be able to read yourself. And a lot of times like some people are not willing to go to that level of transparency with themselves out of fear or out of, you know, this uh, concern that, you know, they're not going to be able to be understood um, or, you know, whatever they're kind of like pulling up, like I'm reading it wrong. And it's like, you know yourself better than anybody else should. So as long as you're in this place where you can be open and you can be receptive to whatever message is coming up and then take a really hard look at your life. And maybe, you know, cause I, I like to say like, I can read without a book. I've been doing this for, you know, five, six years at this point, but I feel like every tarot deck that is used or created you know, an author created that, like somebody birthed this into the world and they had a vision, they had a voice that went with each of the different cards and, you know, the descriptions for each of them. So I'm like, I want to honor the author or the creator of this deck by reading their words to help illuminate exactly what this card is meaning for you, like at this leg of your life, while also adding my own two cents in there based on the story that's coming up. Um, and I feel like everybody has their own style of reading. It's really about you just being open to trying it out if it's something that, you know, uh, you find interest in. And even because, like, tarot can be a little hard-hitting sometimes. Like, tarot is, she's real heavy-handed, okay? Like, sometimes she's like, bitch, you not eating, bitch, you not sleeping, and bitch, you not getting no dick. Like, what is you doing with your life? Like, you need to stop fucking playing. But then oracle cards come through, and they're like, oh, like... All you need is a hug and some love, dear one. All you have to do is set this intention in this prayer and things will be great. And tarot does not work the same way all the time. So I feel like (laughs) it's really about you finding, you know, the, um, the tools that work best for you at what leg of the journey you are at in your life. And for me, it's like, you know, I've got decks on decks on decks, um, at this point. And I do like, sometimes I'll give them away if I feel like they've done their job. Um, you know, they've kind of like, you know, 
they've done their service. Um, sometimes I like to keep certain decks because they were gifted to me. So I always think about, you know, this was a gift from somebody. So I want to like hold on to this. Um, but I feel like, yeah, that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I never even heard that, that like you're supposed to be gifted your first deck. But I feel like, mm. you know, be free and open. What? Yeah, I was going to say like, that's like mm. one of them old, like old wives tales. Like, if oh, you receive okay. it, <laughs> like, honestly, like I think that I heard that when I first started kind of like, getting cards and stuff like that people are like yeah like you should your first deck should be gifted to you and i'm like where the fuck did you hear that and like so basically what you're telling me is i can't go buy this deck and i have to wait and ask somebody to go purchase it for me in order for me to be jumped into the tarot verse like no like i don't think that i can be patient enough for that excuse me and i was about to say you know life happens and bad shit always happens but no ain't no bad shit happened to me while i'm in the middle of a reading so i've proved it wrong <laughs> i love how you said tarot verse that is hilarious and <laughs> he's like, man, you're good with this, this marketing. <laughs> I was going to say, listen, I am, um, I remember when I used to, at the first high school that I taught at, um, I will always hold on to this. One of my um, co-teachers when I was teaching Spanish, um, she was like, Gary, you're a, such a wordsmith. And I was like, huh. I was like, I think I like that. I like that word. I like that title. Because listen, sometimes I just roll off the tongue with some bullshit. And I'm like, I don't know where it came from, but it sounded sexy. Listen, I'm the type of girl that loves a little alliteration. Like you will always see me throwing uh, words that have, you know, the same letter at the very beginning together because I just think it sounds sexy. Um, but yes, I, I love plays on words because I feel like language is so beautiful um, and it's so underused. And I feel like for me, a lot of the times, like language is so powerful, especially when it's accessible. Sometimes, you know, you'd be listening to somebody. It's like, girl, what the fuck are you saying? Like, I know that you're saying something, but this is completely over my head. And I'm like, listen, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make you feel it. Come on, universe. I'm gonna make you feel it <laughs> while I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm gonna make sure that it's an access point that we all can laugh and we all can, you know, find some joy in it. So I really appreciate that. I love that. That was like a honk if you agree. Moment. okay you heard that <laughs> listen that's that's how and i was gonna say that's like a i'm so glad that you pointed that out as well because i think about that is how the universe speaks to us mm -hmm. if we slow down enough to like pay attention to like these things that are happening like you know sometimes you be sitting in your life and it's like all of a sudden you hear a bird chirping and it's like oh like this bird is chirping potentially because either a it's affirming the thought that i had or B, what if I hop on Google and look at what bird animal totem means? And what does this mean for the thing that I was just thinking about at this specific uh, segment of my life? And I feel like once we slow down enough to understand that the universe, I think I, I forget where I read it, but it's like divination is all around us. But are we in the mindset of always divining or always allowing God and the universe to speak to us? And I feel like the only way that that happens is through awareness. Like I feel like, you know, one of my, one of the things I always say is my mother, you know, she used to always be like, be vigilant. Like you're a black man in America. And like, people are always going to be ready to attack you and da -da -da -da, whatever, whatever. So of course, paranoid. Um, and then of course, like gay also. So it's like extra paranoid, you know what I'm saying? But then on the flip side it's kind of just like, okay, like I have to pay attention. I have to be aware. I have to listen. I have to keep my peepers open. And because I've been able to do that, it's like I notice some of the subtleties of life that people, you know, may just, you know, not be paying attention to in the same way. It could be a lot of overthinking, but it also feels like it allows me to be tuned into my my best self and the things that are beneficial for me a lot easier. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something that actually has been like happened to me so much. I actually never mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, mm. Oh, thank you for sharing the universe speaking to you because. 
one thing that consistently happens to me, and I, if you told me before I started documenting it, I would have guessed it happened maybe like once a month, but I'm realizing it happens very often is mm-hmm. that I'll either be thinking or saying a word at the same time I hear it mm-hmm. very often. And it's like a random word. Like today, um, it was the word mm-hmm. transit. And I would just happen to like watch um, someone's Instagram live story. And they were talking about how like um, they're, uh, we're having issues with like transit with their packages mm. and at the same time i was going to check the new jersey transit app and it was like and i was looking at the word transit and then i heard him say transit so like that happens to me a lot so i started writing down the words that mm-hmm. i hear and i'm realizing that it happened to me like i think i started doing this two weeks ago and like right now i have one two three four five six seven eight words okay and so i'm like so right now it says true better a lot period planning sure transit and I don't know. So I was like, maybe the truth is better a lot. Uh-huh. Planning and transit, because we are in Mercury, we are in Mercury retrograde season, getting ready to get out of that. And you know, that um is all about like delays and things of that nature. So it's like, you know, sometimes like you know your routine whenever you have to like go somewhere or like, you know, step out of the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like giving yourself a little bit more time to look for things because there may be delays of some sort or like, you know, unforeseen circumstances. So it makes me think about like when you said that I was like Oh, like this could be just like, you know, making sure that like as you are moving forward in the future, um, just like I don't know what type of person you are um, as far as like because I did hear you're a Taurus, correct? Yep. <laughs> I am a Taurus. OK, 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 OK. Oh, so- <laughs> Lord, okay. I feel like you just unlocked the whole thing and I'm like, oh, Lord, please tell me, but don't tell me, but tell me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say because I, um, I yeah. actually and funnily enough, because I have to shout out Kira because Kira is the person yeah. that. I had seen um, do this episode of the show and I was like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. So I know that you guys had talked like a little bit about that as I was like listening to the episode. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So I held on to that. Listen, I, that they didn't, they, I know that I'm a little spiritual and a little intuitive, but listen, they did not drop that into my life. I just held on to that piece of information. Yes. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, um, you know, just like as far as like the organization of things, um, and as far as just like your planning, like sometimes it's like, you know, you, you follow your senses. Um, but it's like, sometimes if you follow your senses, um, in your like decision-making, you know, sometimes I don't want to say they lead you astray, but it's just like, you don't take into account like everything because there is like, it makes me think of like wild Pokemon out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like all the wild Pokemon running the streets and you don't necessarily know if they're going to run up on you or anything like that. So I think that this kind of like refers to just being more mindful of planning, um, planning your moves, like uh, getting your like to-do list in order. Cause I don't think about it as just like transit as far as like getting on like the bus or like traveling. I think about it as like the transition of life for you right now. And also as we're talking today, today is, um, the evening right before a new moon. So the new moon, I think, transits at 12.45 a.m. Um, so that's like February 1st, 12.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. I think like 9.45 uh, uh, excuse me, Pacific Standard Time. So it's like writing down your intentions like for the next like six months of your life, like getting those things like really in order could be really important for you and also like really good job on you for like 
writing down the things that are synchronistic for you because that's what it is. It's a synchronicity. So it's like these are things that are popping up for you in your life because there's some importance in paying attention to them right now. So keep doing that because I feel like if you've unlocked this, and I mean, we did just start 2022. So it sounds like your psychic abilities in some way, shape or form are un unlocking and unraveling. And maybe this could be the year that you start seeing your intuitive nature and your intuitive measure like really pop out of the box in your own special way. So kudos to you. Oh man, I was not expecting all that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's so weird because everything you're saying, I'm like, that is so true. Because literally, this year feels like I'm gonna have the most transition in my life for like mm -hmm. first time in like mostly like years. Um, like it just the way things are moving and things are happening and like some things I have in store it just really does feel like a period of transition for me. Mm -hmm. It's just like so weird. And even like my lease is going to be up in like a month like mm. like just like little things like that so i'm just like oh like shoot and like i'm thinking about where i want to move to next and just mm -hmm. like a bunch of stuff Ooh, um, child. Like, yeah like literally like okay so much and i'm just okay. like okay well this is very much very much sounds like the time for you to go ahead and it's like as the old church folks like to say, get your house in order, okay? <laughs> it's all about you taking some time yeah. to just figure out, like, what is the next the next leg of life looking like? Like, we've gotten through this first month of the year. And I, this is also something that, like, after I hop off of this episode, like, I'm going to start getting into, like, my little juju bag, as I like to say. Um, but I'm going to just, like, start thinking about, like, where do I want my life to lead this year? And I've noticed that, like, part of my power um, has always been through the... Um, the guise of writing, right? So like if I write down my intentions, I write down my desires, I get clear on exactly where I am right now and what's been working and start like thinking about and affirming the life that I want. As long as I put some energy behind it and put some intention behind it, it always comes to pass. And it comes to pass faster when I'm open to it. So it's literally like, you know, gather your thoughts. Maybe you start today, tomorrow. And then by the time the end of the week comes up, you know, have your desire list or your intentions list, as some people call it. So that way you can have it to always come back to. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite tasks to do is like, I've written down all of my desires. I've written down all the things that I'm wanting to manifest. I come back to it, you know, at that uh, moon cycle, maybe like in the next year or maybe like six, seven months down the road. And I love doing like a little checklist of all the shit that I've cleared off my list to show how powerful and like how, you know, the, um, not just powerful, but like how clear minded and clear visioned I am. And also just like knowing that they, the energy supported my desires. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. And that's so like in line with what I'm going through right now. Cause I literally went through, um, I have to go check. I saw the tap up four days ago. Um, and just wrote down every single one of my goals this year because mm -hmm. i was just like it was just floating in my head and i was like i need to get this down on paper um and also like the other thing you said is something that's been weighing on me lately too because i'm such a person who like somewhat believes in signs so like if i see like yes ice cream on sale and it's like my birthday is may 19th so if the ice like a lot of ice cream sells for five dollars 19 cents so i'm like oh it must be time for me to get ice cream <laughs> like that is me because yes. i'm like no and um but i feel like Forgot, there was like a few weeks ago I did something like that I forgot what it was but I felt like it kind of led me astray mm. and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't always just be relying on this like this intuition thing like you said because like maybe it's like uh, I don't know I, wanna, I don't know I, 
I was gonna say, listen, let me put, let me, I'm gonna push your Go thinking right here, okay? Please do. Because I feel like it Ooh, was yeah. not aligned to what you thought the answer was supposed to be, but it still gave you some research. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It still gave you some yeah. perspective, and it gave you a, a perspective on what wasn't working for you because that means that that's something that you're not going to do again. But had you never tried it, you never would have known. And I feel like that's all around like perspective. You feel what I'm saying? And also about just like knowing that like sometimes the sign may not uh, beget the outcome that you desire, but it's still an outcome that you need at this leg of your journey because it helps you to know what, you know, you don't want to turn down to the left. You want to turn to the right instead. And now every time I know that I come up next to this sign, I come up, uh, it's kind of like a, like a boss level. When I come up next to this boss level, I know that I'm actually going to turn to the right instead of turning to the left because every time I turn to the left, I get this outcome. You feel what I'm saying? But you never would have known that had you never tried. Yeah, you're so right. It was yeah. like a learning experience. And now like it's caused me to like slow down a little bit. And it's like, well, you know, I'm working on my budget. So even if the ice cream is $5.19, maybe I shouldn't mm, buy it. <laughs> yes. And it's like, literally like sometimes it's like you saw, you saw the sign and then it was just like, do I really need this right now? And then like sitting with yourself and asking that question, like, yes, I had right. it, but also, you know, the money came back. You feel what I'm saying? It's like the, 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 whatever you used in order to spend it, it came back. It didn't come back on the timeline that you may have expected, but it did. And you also just realized like, okay, like this is what made potentially happen if I go down this at this very moment in time but I still had to have the experience like one of the things that I've adopted in my life is I've never made any mistakes you know what I'm saying like we all make mistakes but I've never made any mistakes because they've helped me to become the person that I am right now and I'm pretty fucking dope so it's just like in my mind I'm like this helps me to just like become an even better like human being and also just like know what my shortcomings are and also know what my my um my wins look like and how I can tap into that vibration even more. I love that. Like every experience is just like teaching you more about yourself and like your path. Mm-hmm. I feel that completely, 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 Absolutely. completely. Well, thank you for that. I feel like I definitely learned a lot. I've been schooled. I learned something about myself, learned about you. I feel yeah. like this was a <laughs> Hey, um, an accomplishment. Yes, come on now, come on now. You know what they each one teach one is giving yeah. each one teach one because I'm over here learning too. Like you taught, you definitely taught me some stuff because I'm like supers. I'm still stuck on supers. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm still stuck on it. It's been months. It's been months, and I'm still like, I just don't get why it's not super right. ass. Like, I don't get it. Right. Like, like it just who didn't do that ass. Who, who approved this? I'd like to speak to the manager, please. <laughs> Same. I would too, and I'll still say super sometimes too, just because I'm like, I don't know. I I need more proof. Like, right. I don't know. I need more facts, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, someone verify this. We're Snopes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of them um back to Sailor Moon though I'm happy you brought it back because I wanted to ask you what's your favorite piece of nerd merch that you own you mentioned the tote bag you mentioned some other things hmm what is my favorite Sailor Moon themed thing that I have ah okay so I think my favorite thing and I don't like hold on to it or like look at it every day but it means so much to me um, so I am that girl that definitely had a Sailor Moon themed birthday party and her adult age. Love um, that so much. It is my dream. I, Go ahead. It was definitely, I had a, um, it was the intersection because I love um, reality television, like, but specifically like competitive reality television, like Survivor, Big Brother, um, you know, The Circle is like a newer kind of like, you know, um, mm-hmm. iteration of like that, like 
um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I love competitive reality television shows. And I think that that's partially because um, I grew up watching, like, the real world. Um, I always knew that if I could, because I was out of kind of, like, the age range to, like, apply for the real world at, like, a certain point when it was, like, still popping. Um, but I always was like, if I ever made it on reality TV, like, I would be that girl. You know what I'm saying? And I still have dreams of doing that one day. Who knows? I may yes. be on maybe on a TV show one day. I'm, I will be on a TV show one day. Got to affirm it, okay? And that is part of, like, my list for the Let year. You know what I'm saying? Apply to a show and hopefully get on somebody's show. One of my dreams is to, like, do that. But I had a Survivor Sailor Moon-themed um, birthday party for my 28th birthday. So I had people come out dresses like a Sailor Scout or whatever. Um, and my best friend um, ended up coming as, I think I had him dress up as Sailor Neptune, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what he did was her transformation pin um, because I'm a Pisces rising and Pisces is ruled by Neptune. So he gave me the um, transformation pin and I like literally like have it in my bed. I sleep with it every night. Um, but that is probably like my favorite, like actual, like tangible item that I have. Um, aside from the tote bag that I carry like every fucking wear with Sailor V's face on it. But I definitely feel like the actual thing that I, that I always like go back to and it means a lot to me because, you know, first off, it wasn't cheap. And second off, he was so willing to like give it to me. And it feels like, uh, when I'm like doing, sometimes I'll do my meditations. I do a lot of like movement healing and like dance Reiki as I like to call it. Um, and I use that to kind of just like help to center my energy. It feels like calling upon like the planet Neptune and calling upon like that Piscean energy, um, which I think of as like being very intuitive, very psychic to like come into my space. Um, but yeah, that would totally be my favorite piece. Love that. And I feel like I need to see a picture of this tote and all the Sailor Moon merch, honestly, because oh, I just. Yes, I will it. definitely send you pictures so that way you can definitely get into the tea. Please do. I just love love it so much and i'm like i need to see it now i need to visualize (laughs) (laughs) um what advice would you give someone if they wanted to get into tarot card reading or if they were going into a tarot card reading themselves i guess hmm i would say uh be open i think that sometimes like we want a specific answer out of life and we don't get the answer that we want Um, But sometimes it's the answer that we need. And I feel like it's really about you just, uh, you know, getting out of your head about it. Like sometimes it's like tarot feels very intimidating for people. Um, And I'm just like, listen, like it's a study. It's like a self-study. And it's like, you know, you have space. Like sometimes, you know, when you're in school and you're trying to, you know, like get your get your grades right and you got to get your shit together. um, You have to put forth time and effort and like build out a schedule in order to learn about it. Um, And the more that you work with tarot, the more that it becomes attuned to like your own personal energy. So I feel like it's really just like starting at the very beginning and knowing that, you know, what this is, is a, it's a journey back to yourself. And as you are journeying back to yourself and journeying back to your own self understanding, you are going to like, you know, have questions. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, like part of the reason or part of some of the stuff that I do um, is as I am you know, pulling cards or like, you know, giving um, readings for people like, you know, whether it is through my Patreon or whether it is just like, you know, maybe I'll post some content on like Instagram. Um, What I always do is like propose questions because it's like, these are the things that are coming up in my life. um, And these are the reflections that I'm having. So are you seeing this come up in your life in any way, shape or form? And where is this showing up at? And I feel like the, uh, the powerful part about that is you start to notice who is like on the same leg of your journey. 
um, as you are kind of like going through life. Cause like, I feel like there are certain people, you know, that are attracted to like certain tarot readers. Like everybody has their favorite tarot reader, their favorite like spiritual girl or whatever. Um, but it's because they speak um, or they share cards in a way that feels very like reminiscent to their spirit and their part of like, you know, life that they're like going through. And I feel like, you know, once you start to like open that portal and open that pathway, you start to find people that are either on similar journeys in your life um, or you start noticing like, you know, where there may be like difference. And is that difference something that is a bad thing or is this difference something that helps you to become a better version of yourself and also just like be a lot more transparent with where you are and where you are trying to get to. And I feel like that's the only way that we can grow as human beings and also take accountability for the things that we are working on becoming. Um, so I feel like, you know, if, if it's something that you've been thinking about, you want to go pick up a deck. Um, you want to just like, you know, try to like read for yourself, read for other people. The time is now. And I feel like, especially as we are at the very beginning of this year, um, we're getting ready to have like this new moon tomorrow is the Chinese lunar new year. Um, we have like Mercury going direct. So I feel like this is like, I think Jupiter's in Pisces as well. So it's a very, as, uh, the, the woo woo girls say, it's a very auspicious time, um, for, you know, you to hop into like those components of like your spirituality or just reconnection back to yourself. So I would say, try it out and don't, don't let it overwhelm you. If it feels overwhelming, take a step back. You don't have to be pulling cards every day. You don't have to be giving full readings. You know what I'm saying? Like just start one by one, like and build your stamina up. That helps you to uh, really just like get into a place of tapping into and understanding your own intuition and really increasing it in a different way. I feel like the way that I'm able to trust myself and trust my gut more than I did when I was, you know, when I was at the very beginning of my journey are two very, com very different people. But I don't think that I would be there if I did not have that tool um, and I did not have that practice, um, you know, woven into my life at this point. Yes, I love that. That's such good advice. And I feel like, like same, like I feel like every experience I've had has been useful for me in some way or another. Mm -hmm. So I totally feel that. And yeah, I love that. Like take a step back because I feel like it can be overwhelming sometimes, especially when you're new to something and you're like, oh, I need to be doing this. I need mm -hmm. to be doing that. And this is like for anything. And I think that's such like, it's so important to say like, you know, you don't have to do all the things right away. Like you could take a step back, you can experience yeah. it as you want to experience it and how comfortable you are experiencing it yeah there you you, you oh that is such great advice like you're yeah. you have to be comfortable with experiencing it the way that you want to experience it but also you have to think about what experience am i wanting to have and like zoom out enough to be able to have that awareness and that uh concept of your mind so that way you know why you're doing what you're doing and stepping into it in that most powerful way yes i love it love it love it um, and just like Sailor Moon had her, Sailor Moon says, phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Gangsta Gurry says. <laughs> Sailor Gangsta Gurry says. Um, <laughs> listen, I was going to say, because my life motto is Sailor Gangsta Gurry says, if it's free, it's for me. And the closer to free, the better for me. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I want to go by that too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would think anything that is free. Okay. Listen, because it, listen, and it's like, if it's free, that means, you know, I'm getting a little something from it and I can decide whether I like it or I don't, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that means it was for me because it popped up and it was obviously meant for me to have in this very moment in time. Um, but that, that's, I'm going to go with that as my uh, sailor gangster girl, your sailor Gigi, as some people know me, um, says. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. There was a character in the show I watched um, that was obsessed with gift bags. Like they would like, 
be like, oh, you want to go this thing? Not really. Like, there'll be free gift bags. She's like, all right, I'm coming. And mm-hmm. I've never identified with the character more because I'm like, I will go anywhere for a free gift bag. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, free gift bag. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm there. <Heard> that. <laughs> Love it. Um, and what is next for you and where can people find you? What is next for me? Wow. Um, that is a great question. Um, the first thing that comes up in my mind, so I actually will be doing um, a class. Um, so this is going to be the final uh, series of a class that I have been um, working on with two other wonderful, wonderful um, practitioners, spiritualists, um, Ihime Aura and uh, Juju Bay. It's Juju Bay on Instagram, Ihime Aura on Twitter and Instagram. Both of them are on both sites. Um, but we are doing a class series called Back to Our Roots. So this is all around um, traditional like Afri- like ATR, so African traditional realities, um, diasporic like um, traditions and things of that nature. And really just like opening up for people that have wanted to like tap back into their roots, you know, as black people, as people of color um, and having like that sense of access. So I have been doing a couple of class series already. Um, it's through uh, this network that is kind of like, I think about it as like a spiritual database um, for folks that are looking for like any sort of uh, spiritual work called Nova Network. Um, and the third class is going to be taking place on February 19th at 6 p.m. Um, you have pre- We just dropped tickets, I want to say, on this past Sunday. Um, so if that's something that you are interested in kind of like coming out, you know, want to learn a little bit more about how to tap into your higher self. Um, what does it mean to have an altar? A variety of like different, um, you know, stories and a variety of different like practices that you maybe want to dive into. Or maybe you're kind of just like at the very beginning of your spiritual journey. Want to learn more about how to work with your tarot deck because I am going to be basically giving like an interactive class for this uh, last session that I'm doing. So it's like bring your decks. Like I'm going to show you what I do in order to kind of like tap into my intuition and like always just like make sure that I'm, you know, providing a message that feels clear and like where my pitfalls were like along the journey. Um, So that's kind of like the main thing that I'm working on right now. Um, As you know, like I do have um, Mystic Moments, which is my my podcast. I always say it's where I'm bringing a little wisdom and mysticism to your week. Um, So I do release episodes like at least once a month, sometimes twice a month if I have the time to do that. Uh, And then the Purple Pants podcast is where I do a segment um, every month on basically just like what is the forecast for the upcoming month. Um, So that way you can get into like whatever the tea is. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say as far as like my work is concerned in that realm right now, it's really just like getting prepared for this next class. And I don't know what the world has in store for me. I am working on the rebrand of like a wellness space, which I'll be really excited to talk about a little bit more amply in the future. Um, a wellness space here in New York City. So I'm very excited to like really, you know, get my getting my bag a little bit more with the person I've been working with with this. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like all over the place right now. But Figuring out how I want to like bring it all together because um, I feel like I've been gone for a minute, but now I'm back at the jump off. You feel what I'm saying? So we'll see how things kind of like fall into place as the rest of the year goes um, goes well. Yeah. Um, but y'all can find me Instagram, Twitter at Gangsta, Gangsta with an A because I don't do that E-R. I know E-R, no gangster, that buster shit over here. Gurry, G-U-R-R-Y. I'm on Twitter as well where I be tweeting all my thoughts and shit like that. Um, and then if you want to subscribe to like some of my personal content where I'll share some of my like, you know, um, some of my uh, readings, like with my clients or like with my patrons, 
Um, sometimes I will, you know, show a little dance, like a little movement Reiki. So it's like you watch it, you feel different after you watch it, what have you. Or sometimes I like to, I've been doing this thing where I'm like releasing like monthly playlists. So it's like, what is the music that's been speaking to me? And I curate playlists for like my patrons. So if those are things that sound very interesting to you, you're looking for some new music, looking for some new community, looking to reconnect back to yourself and ask yourself some of those hard hitting questions to be the best version of yourself. I'm holla at your boy. I'm here. I love it. That was perfect. And absolutely all of those things sound so interesting to me. And yes, definitely sign up for those things. There'll be links below in the podcast notes as well for anyone interested. And yes. once again, I'm Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. And you can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. We also have merch at Mooney'sClub.com. If you want to check out some Sailor Moon merch and Ooh. collection with anywhere coming out um as of this recording coming out tomorrow but um there might be some stuff still up by the time you hear this <laughs> and yeah and i'm on tiktok at sailor victoria that's yes. it yes all the things and thank you gangsta gurry for coming on the sailor Moon fan club podcast ah this has been so amazing victoria like it means so much to me to be a part of this community like you've had some wonderful, wonderful guests come through. And I'm just so grateful to be in that number, okay? Like, I'm so glad that we got connected. And I feel like this is also like the beginning of like a brand new friendship and a brand new connection. I can't wait to see how we continue to be magical girls in the year 2022 and beyond. I completely agree. I can't wait to see you on a reality show as well. Yes. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> Listen, people have been manifesting on this podcast since I started, and they, things have been happening. Like, I had um, Stephanie Williams on here. We were talking about she like being a comic book creator. She has like three comic books out now. Wow. Like, it's just like things have been happening. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, this is it. Like, this is a magic space, and I'm claiming it, and Amen. I'm happy. Amen. Listen, yeah. come on. Like, I'm, I'm grateful to be here in that number, okay? And I'm just yes. like, listen, I hope that whoever was listening today, like, thank you so much for sharing space and holding space with me today and holding space with Victoria as well. And I'm very grateful, you know, to be in your ears, be in your homes and shit like that. And I hope that, you know, you were able to take something from this. And I look forward to connecting with you offline on the socials, you know, on the emails and stuff like that in the near future. But thank you guys again so much. And thank you, Victoria, for all the work that you put into getting this together. And um, I can't wait to continue to glow and grow in this year and beyond. Same, same, same. And thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thank you for preaching to us. And mm -hmm. it's been amazing. And thank you guys for listening. Bye, Moonies. <laughs>